0: Welcome to Connected Aviation, today's podcast. It's been nearly a year since the commercial aviation industry had to quickly pivot and change course due to the global pandemic. Over the past 12 months, industry leaders and aviation stakeholders have come together to map out a plan for recovery. The ultimate goal for recovery is to boost passenger confidence and safely fly again. While implementing new protocols are necessary, there are also many existing technologies that can be leveraged to achieve this goal. Today we're here with Nicole Granger from Collins Aerospace to discuss the existing technologies that can help airlines survive in this changing market and thrive in the future. Nicole, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Now let's jump right in. So you've been right in the middle of this recovery over the past 12 months. While airlines have made several changes to adapt to this new normal, what issues are they still facing in 2021?
1: Great question. Okay, there are. A few issues that airlines continue to face, primary one being maintaining a level of operation. <laughs> there is so many challenges being thrown at them at the moment, some directly linked to pandemic in terms of like economic pressures, reduction in passenger numbers and governmental uncertainty. And some that are just bad timing or unfortunate coincidence like the recent Boeing issues, for example. Um, these are all likely to have a negative impact but they could have been potentially manageable on their own. But it's unfortunate that we as an industry have been hit by wave after wave of unfortunate occurrence. Um, And it's it's been hard for them to stay afloat. It's heartbreaking from our perspective to see our customers, colleagues and friends impacted professionally and personally by the past 12 months. However, we are starting to see pockets of recovery, particularly in domestic travel. So with US and China, domestic travel is picking up. U.S. we're seeing about 59% recovery and China about 80% following the dip after the new year celebrations. So with those larger landmasses, there's more opportunity for travel without having to cross borders. So those don't face similar restrictions to flights where you're moving from country to country, having to quarantine or face different local restrictions, for example. So the take up of the COVID vaccine will also clearly help to open up travel more. Um, the recent ir to health passport announcements will help the industry to open up. However, there's, there are complexities related to those which we still aren't fully aware of from a passenger perspective. However, it is looking far more positive than it did six months ago. For the airlines as a whole, the continued uncertainty is going to be difficult to manage. We aren't in a position to predict how passenger demand, overall service and product expectations will be when things start to pick up and more regular levels of travel are back in force with the general population. Currently it's a matter of looking at the data that we have access to, trying to forecast or predict behavioural changes that we may see happening once people are able to travel more and uh, operating under fewer restrictions. Um, one example of how we at Collins are approaching this is our initiative on contactless travel. So working with airlines, airports, government agencies to reduce and remove unnecessary physical touch points and interactions through all stages of that passenger journey.
0: Excellent. So that brings me to my next question, which is what role does connectivity play in helping airlines survive in today's market? I know that you may have touched on that just a little bit there, but could you dive a little deeper into that?
1: Mm-hmm. So- Connectivity is quite a wide term, but from from my, my perspective, my expertise, I'm gonna take this from the perspective of in-flight connectivity. When airlines have in-flight connectivity, they're able to make use of not only the off-aircraft broadband connection, but also the onboard wireless network capability. This means that services that were traditionally offered, such as the in-seat in-flight entertainment screen, or shared electronic point of sale devices. These can now be accessed by passengers and crew using either personal devices or um, devices that have been given to each crew member by the airline themselves. So um, taking that shared touch point and making it a non-shared touch point. So passengers can use their phone or tablet device to access in-flight entertainment content order food and beverage items or duty free uh, without having to physically touch areas of their seat or cabin environment that they personally don't know how clean they are. This gives passengers back that sense of control and autonomy over their experience without the airline having to limit the onboard service element or restricting much needed ancillary revenue generating services for the airline. So for the crew, they wouldn't necessarily have to interact with passengers as much in a face-to-face situation. So limiting unnecessary contact points. Payments can be made for cabin items directly within the onboard portal environment, no longer requiring the use of a shared electronic point of sale device. The crew can simply deliver the required goods to the passenger directly upon receiving the order through the onboard portal. So making what used to be a multi-stage person-to-person goods and payment exchange process into a single delivery, reducing the exposure risk to them, but also the uncertainty risk element to the passengers who are already likely to be feeling slightly concerned over being in flight in the first place, given that they don't know what they're they're, uh, involved in at the moment. That confidence level hasn't fully restored. So... Having the aircraft itself connected to the internet via satellite broadband also means that any manual processes can be reduced. So crew are also able to interact with ground staff or crew communications network while in flight. Again, reducing physical handover, um, this time of paper, um, reducing that inherent risk of transmission. So those are a few ways that in-flight connectivity can help.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Uh, That didn't even... occur to me on that level as much about the peace of mind Um, that definitely makes a lot of sense and I feel like it aligns very nicely with um, just general connectivity trends even even with or without COVID I feel like folks were moving more towards touchless in general Mm -hmm. anything that's more seamless it's um, I feel like it's well received anyway so it definitely sounds like it's playing a very direct role in boosting passenger confidence now. So that's that's great to hear. Um, how does the data generated from an aircraft improve overall operations and costs?
1: So the data that's generated on board can be sent back to the airline communication supplier or um, OEM in near real time, which can then in turn be used to provide updates in flight that can help optimize fuel savings, for example, by um, like avoiding significant weather impacts. Um, by having a more connected fleet, the ability to provide insights to the airline in terms of potential in-flight operational improvements or predictability can help give airlines a more rounded view of their fleet, which can then help them more accurately forecast their operations and understand and unpick the potential return from each flight. So it's really giving them a more um, 360 holistic view of their aircraft while they're in flight and for the entire fleet as a whole. So we at Collins, we actively work with our airlines and prospects to understand and help build a business case for connectivity. So if the airlines aren't currently fully equipped, it's key for them to understand how in-flight connectivity can positively contribute to their operations in terms of additional revenue potential that can be leveraged, um, any operational savings that could be achieved, as well as the um, the cabin-based passenger experience improvements that can be be made through in-flight connectivity. For our existing customers, again, we actively work with them to make sure they're getting the best bang for their buck, as it were, um, in terms of using the systems, communication methods and data transmissions in the most appropriate and meaningful way Uh, to meet their goals and key performance indicators. On the cabin side, um, we work with airlines to look at how we can kind of use our combined expertise to improve the sustainability of aviation. So there are a lot of big items being discussed um, within the market at the moment um, and areas that we ourselves are working on. However, we're also really committed to seeing those small changes that add up to, to the bigger changes. So leveraging in-flight connectivity and um, onboard retail to like reduce food wastage, for example. So being able to use historical transactional data, um, add in some predictive analytics to support more efficient catering orders, for example. So you're not carrying food items on board that aren't likely to sell. So this reduces the amount of food and beverage waste, reduces the amount of fuel offset from having to carry additional weight on board the aircraft. Um, So it's items like that that we're looking at. Those little things add up to make a bigger difference.
0: Right, yeah, definitely. So how do you see the connected aircraft evolving to help airlines thrive in the future?
1: For the airlines, I see the connected aircraft being one node of their overall ecosystem with each element playing its part and contributing to the overall effectiveness and profitability of the airline. Using connectivity to improve passenger experience on board, getting confidence back, adjusting to what new behaviors we're likely to see. An example of this could be increased use of work-based applications in flight as a shift from personal and work time kind of blurs there's going to be a like likely increase in things that like workations, where you're combining those trips into a work and leisure travel, um, limiting the amount of time and effort involved from a personal level, um, but also um, kind of containing that international travel potential risk element. I see airlines making better use of the reams of data being generated. So, working closely with um, their providers and suppliers who can help them to make better decisions and provide insight and intelligence to areas that weren't necessarily even in their perspective. Um, Using that data generated to provide links across the various areas of the complex operational networks and supply chain that help get the aircraft in action and flying again. I see there'll be more interconnections and data sharing for the benefit of the overall industry airlines being better able to monetize their data leveraging things like ground-based models of aggregation and benchmarking offering access to data products such as apis to outside industry players and being able to generate revenue that way so we understand that the movement of people and goods around the world generates data that's valuable and meaningful to various companies, to um, application developers, to software developers on the whole, Um, but the access to that data needs to be possible and it needs to be provided in a kind of normal, regular way. It needs to be easy to consume, easy to access. Um, Yes, we know aviation is complex, but we need to be able to make the access and use of that data as simple as it is on the ground, and that way, these data consumers will be able to pay the airlines for that as opposed to paying somebody else.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Do you have anything else that you wanted to add that we maybe didn't cover yet?
1: Just that I see us coming out of this current situation as a more united industry. We at Collins, we're trying to ensure that through all of our various business areas that we look to uh, drive more value for our customers across their operations, knowing that we're kind of stronger together um, and that we at Collins have a part to play in making that possible. So just a message for our customers, we're we're with you. We've been here since the start of aviation. We stand with you now. We're going to be here for the future. So. We are here, we're with you.
0: Absolutely. Well, this is all the time that we have for today's podcast. Nicole, thank you so much again for joining us and sharing your insights on the future of the connected aircraft. Thank you very much for having me. For our listeners, please continue to follow us at www.connectedaviationtoday.com for the latest trends impacting the connected ecosystem.